I don't know. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay, we'll do it. No, I for sure did the intro because I looked over. I don't know. I'm doing it again right now. God damn it. Well, I'm glad I made Punky go get headphones because that fucking sucks. I got to do this intro again. You didn't do the intro? I don't think I did. I don't know. Hey, Punky, I don't think I was recording this whole time. This is, I don't know what's wrong with me. I come to this apartment and I like don't know how to do my fucking job. It's, girl, it's called Corona it's brain. brain. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Punky, I got to do the intro again because I fucked up. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I am uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work, or I used to work, at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles, and at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So, let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, the ride-or-die Corona champions lee lampson quay and punky johnson who have been with us on this journey this whole time trying to figure out how we are going to ride through this punky's getting her audio situation figured out oh say hi lee i'm sorry hi i didn't even let her I'm say eating, hi. i'm trying to like like <laughs> suck on this cracker i have in my mouth so it no longer crunches and turns into baby food that's Here's what's happening the thing, on my like, end <laughs> this episode i can already tell is gonna just crush because i haven't been recording the sounds had issues punky's now trying to get headphones to work in her ear that we can see her on FaceTime because Zoom was a piece of shit last week. Nope, still can't, can't hear, hear you. you. Can definitely see your lips moving. Can't Wait, it's see on you. mute though. You oh, it? did I screw this up? Wait, that would be mute. Oh, it's not. Okay, try okay. again. Oh, Punky, I'm sorry. You would think it's my fault because of my technical. <laughs> She's <laughs> literally saying, fuck you, bitch. She's like yelling. I can see your face. Can I see can't. her mouth moving. Can't hear it. We, it's not plugged in. Bitch, it's not plugged in. That's not in. plugged in. I will die. Punky, <laughs> plug that shit. I swear to God. Oh, oh. stupid. It was me the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. Oh my my phone was on mute. Ah, oh, we're Let like, what the fuck? Can you hear me? Yeah. I recorded none of the, none of the shit we've already talked about, so... Let's start over. We're going to start over, Punky. <laughs> Take two, because I'm, I'm amazing. I just, I apologize. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. Guess, We're, guess who's a bigger idiot? The person who hasn't been recording this entire time. But the sound is so much better with you in headphones, so if you don't mind. Good. We're going to stick with that. Okay. Okay, so we got a bunch of questions this week. <laughs> the first one was, have any of us seen Kenneth since this all went down last week? And I have not seen him. Not certain I know what he looks like. Lee, have you seen him? I don't think I've seen Kenneth. Yeah, I wouldn't I know. mean, I've... I've punched a couple random dudes just for fun <laughs> just but to check it. i don't know if they were kenneth i should have asked before i did it yeah punky have you seen him i have not seen that piece of shit but <laughs> oh boy Ooh. when you do okay. i haven't seen him in eight years but i promise y'all when i find him <laughs> i'm gonna tell y'all all about it i'm gonna tell kate about it and ask if i could hop back on and tell you guys everything and, and they want the the listeners want to know so we will do a special <laughs> kenneth update episode when that happens <laughs> it's gonna be the unsolved mysteries update oh yeah Lee will get us through the copyright issues because she will just sing it like she just did. Yeah. Okay, so sad news. And I don't know if this is accurate, but this is what I have heard. And I'm hoping that this is not true. But I don't know if you ladies have heard that the new date for customer service is going to be October sometime, as opposed to right now, we think it's May 1st. (laughs) And I heard October. So, I don't know if you guys... <laughs> <laughs> Punky's throwing up in a can. That, Lee's crying. That, yo, that that hit the same way. That hit the same way, like you told it to me for the first time. 
that yeah. hit hard. Boop. I can't I can't do October. Here's the thing. When we first started this off, I was very concerned about finances. And now I'm just concerned about my sanity. A hundred percent. What's worth more to you? And I am a hundred percent more, more invested in my sanity. <laughs> I mean, and you see the toll that this is like starting to take. And this is all, everything is speculation and it's changing all the time. So yeah, I am hoping that that's not correct because that's kind of from people that are working in this situation and saying, you know, I listen to Bill Gates on uh, Trevor Noah's daily show thing he's doing from his house, which like, I don't, if he's single, I don't understand how that's possible because that is a beautiful, beautiful he man. He is gorgeous, yes. Slide into these DMs, Trevor, if you're listening. <laughs> can we add... Wait, how do you... Can you automatically add somebody and let them know you just said slide in? I mean, I will. Can we figure out... Can we call just, Bill Gates and figure out how to vocally add somebody on Instagram? I love that Lee just told on herself and the real person that she's trying to slide in the DMs for is Bill Gates and like, I'm going for Trevor Noah. I'm like... Okay, Lee. Don't judge me. I've been here for far like <laughs> Yeah, but the thing, what he said was that crowds and like sporting events and things where there's going to be more than 50 people is the risk. And he was saying like well into after the summer. He said at the beginning of the summer, things could open up a little bit, but capacities of more than 50 before the summer, he said, was probably not realistic. I'm also very concerned about football season. I mean, my wife is in here judging me because every time she sees me, I'm watching an old football game. <laughs> I'm judging you too. <laughs> also she's, she's like, you know exactly what's going to happen. What are you doing? I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I, I, need, I need some type of sports in my life. I just, I don't know. I, I got days when I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, this is what it is. You know, we got to deal with it. I make the adjustment and I'm fine. And then I got days where I'm just feel like the walls are caving in on me. And I feel like we're going to be like this forever. And I just, I feel sick. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. So, that's real. I mean, that's anxiety. I So I just went to, I've, I've been having the worst insomnia, which is really frustrating when you have nothing to do and yet you still can't, like there's nothing. I mean, I've been baking a lot and I have like that kind of a deadline where I have people expecting things from me, but not like I have to get up and go to work anytime, you know, but I literally probably am falling asleep at four or five in the morning, trying to go to sleep at midnight or one and then falling asleep at like four or five. So I finally went to my doctor yesterday and got some anxiety medicine because I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been on it for years. And I was just like, I fuck, I fucking need help. I'm losing my shit, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And if you can't sleep and then you're trapped in these walls. ah, That's the thing. That's the thing that, you know, this thing did is like, we was just talking about it the other day, Lee, when I, when I, I think I text you and then I text you and then I didn't respond to you for like two hours. <laughs> and I was like, I had to apologize because <laughs> I had caught this anxiety, just this cloud of anxiety. And I was like, I had to figure out how to breathe it out. Mm-hmm. Like usually I'll go pop a pill and I'll be like, but this time I was like, let me see if I can control this and face it. And you was like, you know, now we don't have the day-to-day operations that we usually do. So now all these feelings and these thoughts, we have to face them and be like, all right, come on, motherfucker. Okay, cool. Come on, yeah. let's do it right now. Yeah. Because we don't have no distractions. We don't have work and we don't have friends and we don't go out and we don't have shows and movies and activities and events anymore. So now we really got to sit up here and deal with these, these this high level of stress. 
Yeah, no, I really, that's what, yeah, exactly. When we were talking about it the other day, Punky and I were texting because, I mean, and I'm grateful to have friends that I'm so close with, like you guys and a couple other people. Like, I, I feel very lucky that the family that I have, meaning my friendships that I've created here, I can reach out and be like, yo, I'm literally melting down right now. Just, and I just needed to say that out loud or tell somebody, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, we're all going through it. But it's literally like, I didn't, I, I one of these, the things that I've learned about myself in this is that. I really ignored a lot of my anxiety and put it on a shelf and and then in lieu of dealing with it went to work or like overscheduled myself with friends and meetings and da 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 or just went out all the time or like I like my alone time sometimes mm-hmm. but I want to be able to choose when I have it <laughs> yeah and, I want to make the choice yeah and since I've been I've been forced to like live in it live in my head listen to my thoughts and um my mom's best friend orally styles is this like spiritual leader up in portland not the way it sounds weird when i just said that but she's like a none of that does it's la no that doesn't sound weird at all but no but she's like she used to own a crystal shop but she's like really she's like a she's a minister but spiritual she counselor. she's a yeah spiritual counselor thank you i couldn't come up with word anyway <laughs> we're doing great over here guys yeah, we're doing, doing great. great with words um so she came no she called me the other day just to check in and i just immediately started crying because I didn't know that I needed to talk to her. And then I did. And she's like talking about meditation. And I'm like, even though I'm here and I have all this time, I feel resistant to meditate because it means that I'm going to have to be quiet with myself. And that's really scary. And she's like, and you just have to be okay with the fact that it's scary and feel the fear and push through it. And I know that's like heavy shit to talk about right now, but because we're trying to be light and fun about it. It was really helpful to hear because she's like, it's okay. And there's something on the other side of being scared to listen to your own thoughts, but you just have to go through it before you get to it. And I think there's a lot of people that are sitting at home listening to their own thoughts for the first time in a long fucking time and are like, oh shit, I might lose my mind. I mean, I think that that's fair. And one of my really good friends is a spiritual counselor and a channeler. And I talked to her today for two hours because I just said, hey, I need you to talk me through the fear. And people in her position were born for this. This Mm -hmm. is their job. This crisis, they're like, come at us. We got this. We we have so much to say. Yeah. But I, I think it's real. We're walking through it all together. We're collectively grieving as we we've said have you guys mm-hmm. Pug- Pugie, did you want to weigh in sorry did i interrupt you i just been saying uh-huh <laughs> um, i'm just trying new methods like i haven't smoked marijuana in a very long time i thought that's what you held up into the visual i was like is that what i yeah. think it is what she's holding i got up? some so i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try it and see how it goes where what kind is it it's a hybrid wait isn't it, sativa is an upper right yeah yeah i need the sativa so i can work at night you know, so I can stay up. Oh, are you having issues with um, narcolepsy? Because I'll trade. <laughs> I'll fucking no. fall asleep. If you, if I can have a problem with falling asleep wherever I am, I'll take that over insomnia any day. Same. No, no, I don't. My thing is, I have a problem with falling asleep when I'm not doped up on something. Because usually, you know, we usually we usually I have a very long day. I wake up, I'm out all day. By the time I get home, I'm tired. I don't need weed. I don't need drink. Mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted from the day, and I can fall asleep. But yeah. now. I have to be shit, bad shit drunk to go to sleep now. That's how I, no, that's exactly, I, that's how I feel. And I'm trying to, I have Xanax that I hadn't even thought about it until I started having insomnia. And I would go like three days without sleeping. And then on the third day, I'd be like 
I'm going to start going postal and screaming at strangers if I don't like I'm just going to run out naked into the street like I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do but I'm going to do something because shit's crazy and so then I started taking it and I'm like oh great now quarantine's going to turn me into a fucking drug addict because like- I just want to clarify like she definitely just used the Xanax that was under a prescription under her own name that she got from a doctor oh yeah so since we're on the sad tip and no one's feeling great did you guys hear that swingers and the pikey both closed wait they closed closed yeah they permanently closed real swingers the restaurant yeah and the pikey <gasps> and uh, the pikey because they're owned by the same the it's not totally clear i have friends that work for both and swingers had been hurting for a while they closed the santa monica location in august of this year of last year and it had been teetering back and forth in Hollywood, but because it was such a staple, they were kind of floating it, I guess. And it only took very little time to close. And then they did a GoFundMe that it, that they were trying to save the employees for that a lot of people donated for. They almost have $60,000 raised. And then they still, the owners of the company still announced that they were going to be done. Dude, that's a, that's a, a legendary LA spot. I mean, I have friends. Both of them are. Yeah, I have friends that, um, well, the Pikey hasn't been there. Been there since 1992, I think it said. No, not 92. That's not true. 2002. Or 12. The Pikey? No, 2012. 12. Because it used to be called, it used to be called Coach and Horses. That's right. 2012. Yeah, because right. I used to go to, because it was a British pub attached to an Indian restaurant called Coach and Horses. But Swingers is, like, I have friends that are probably 10 years older than me and who moved here to do comedy years before I got here who used to work at Swingers. Yeah, they're saying it's 26 years old, I think is what it's Yeah, I think that's what it, I'm mixing up all these dates because my brain's not working. What's funny is right before I got hired at the at the where the comedy club where we are now, I interviewed at the Pikey to try. I was I just needed money and I was so desperate. And my friend got me an interview there. And the very next interview that I had was at the comedy club where we work at the comedy store. I can just say what it is now. <laughs> and um it's so funny because at the time I was so butthurt that they didn't hire me at the Pikey and I went back and tried to schmooze with the manager and bought a meal and like was trying everything I could to get a job because I hated the job where I was and now I look back and I'm like wow the I got some angels around me I'm so grateful dude yeah you because yeah I mean the comedy store I mean who knows what's going to happen and, and you know it is a small business so I mean, so yeah that's my next question are you guys it has the thought crossed your mind that the comedy store might not open back up no hell fucking no bitch Mitzi will rake up out the grave yes <laughs> hell no hell, Mitzi will haunt any buyer and and fuck up every transaction hell hell no I completely I agree with those sentiments 100% I don't have a doubt in my mind a comedy store ain't going nowhere they they gonna stand up and they gonna stand still and I think listen you know the people that run the comedy store they're very they're not dumb they're very smart i think i just i just think they are in position to stay open they and they helping us out i the things that they're trying to do for their workers is fucking amazing like they're taking their i don't know man the comedy store is trying to give to us yeah you know what i'm saying they're, doing a, they're, they're trying to give us more more than what they've given us already they're trying to figure out ways to take care of us still mm-hmm. so absolutely not man if the comedy store go down they're gonna have so many people to put it back up <laughs> it's crazy yeah if now I mean, what do you mean by yeah. that can you elaborate on that oh my god i mean joe rogan joey diaz they, they whitney cummings do, whitney cummings i mean the uh, christina christina pozitsky just wore her sweat the sweatshirt the comedy store sweatshirt on their podcast the other day like everybody is ride or die comedy store it's a it's a home you know what i'm saying like it's an incredible 
it's just it's it's comedy store is a home. Yeah, to all the listeners out there, y'all come to the comedy club. I mean, you know, not, not every place is perfect, but once you become family over there, you in like you're in, and once you show some type of loyalty, you're in. You know, but don't come over there and play no damn games. Then you'll be out. Out. You'll be banned. Um, that's Punky's dog, by the way, that was in the last episode. That Tawny is that is that your dog's name? Antonia. Oh, Antonia. Okay. Well, y- yeah. Your dog's okay though. Yeah, some hoes. Okay. We, we're some hoes, apparently. <laughs> okay, good. So you now, what what would you consider playing games at the comedy store that would get you tossed out when you say don't play games there? What does that mean, ladies? Don't come up in there and be disrespectful. Don't come in there and and be uh seem like a privileged fucking douchebag or an asshole. Don't play no games. Don't steal. Just come and be. Just come and be chill. Just just chill. Yeah, entitled. We can smell entitlement from about five miles away, and I'll stop you at the door and fucking. I'll just yeah. be like, no. I mean, I look at it a customer. I mean, I, I'm, I, re, I'm, I preface this by saying I'm a great server. She all right. But if you come at me with your entitled attitude from the beginning, we have one go round of niceties. And then we go straight to, no, 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 we don't play that here. And you can take your money and fucking shove it up your ass and take it somewhere else because I'm, I don't need your entitled attitude. So come visit the comedy store. But if you think you deserve something by the time you get there, please go away because no one cares. And that's, <laughs> and that's another that's another thing about the comedy store and any other establishment where the customer is not always right that <laughs> you that we don't play that around we don't play now, that we, we're going to do everything we can to de-escalate any situation it's not like we just trying to be dicks or whatever but it's not about the be no but i'm the customer yeah we don't we, we and, and we don't care if you don't come back we, because we just we're better off without you anyway so yeah, thank are, god i was working on a kill tony show and i honestly don't care at this point because no one fucking cares but, but the rules are over the rules i've, are I've over. said where we work rules are canceled now. yeah, yeah. canceled Um, So I was working Kill Tony and I waited on two people and Kill Tony for a long time had this great recurring audience when it was a smaller show when it was in the belly room and they were really well trained. They got their two drinks right up front. They tipped. They were just so happy to be there and it's expanded exponentially and I'm really excited for him and now it's like sold out the main room every Monday night. But because of that, you get a lot of sort of low lifey people that come in. I need you to elaborate. What does low lifey people mean? Low lifey is early twenties men who have no who have no money and no home training and no home training and spend all their money on weed, but yet think that they deserve to come to a live broadcast of Tony Hinchcliffe's show and then not tip me after they get two like massive beer, two arrogant bastards. I remember very specifically orders of people who fucked me. So and I don't forget faces. She ain't over it. Um, not over it. That was about six months ago. So. <laughs> But I literally went up to them. I waited. I waited till the end of the show was almost there. And I waited to see if they were leaving cash and they didn't leave cash and they were getting up to leave. And I went up to them and I was like, hey, just want to let you guys know, I really don't ever think you should come back. And they looked at me and they're like, huh? And I was like, yeah, I have a lot of people who like to tip that would rather sit here. Oh my God, Lee. And they just looked at me like stunned. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You know, it's so funny. I have one of the questions that I got was, do you usually confront people that don't tip you? And then <laughs> are you going to say something different this time when they don't after the, the like pandemic? That's so funny. L- L- Punky told a story on her episode where she said... <laughs> 
this guy wrote the total of the bill in the tip line. And I was like, oh, cool. So he tipped you the total. And she was like, no, I clarified. And she, You're but when so he nice, said, Bunky. well, but when he goes, no, I meant the total was the total. And she goes, okay, so no tip. <laughs> because then you'd be like, well, thank you. Bye. And then run in the other direction and go ahead and take that double tip. Said. I because was like, you wrote like it, you motherfucker. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You signed it. <laughs> You're too nice, Bucky. I don't want to play with nobody's money. I mean, I know we have the right to do that if they want to be dumb and not read their shit, but my drunk ass beat and did that somewhere, and I don't want nobody to do that to me. <laughs> I mean, I hear you. But then when he came back at you with that attitude, you didn't you weren't tempted to just run in the other direction and be like, fuck oh, you, you already oh, did yeah. it. If you have attitude, yeah. But that is also the quickest way to lose your damn job. So we gotta be smart too. For sure. Felony, honestly. Well, it's stealing. <laughs> I but mean, it's not if he wrote I it. I know, it's a gray. But so you Punky, so you feel really confident. I mean, I'm I'm actually glad to hear this, that's why I'm making you repeat it. You feel really confident that the the comedy store is not gonna go under and is gonna come back, even if say it's October. No, I think the comedy store is in position to to have their bills paid. I mean, how much is it a month to keep the comedy store? Ball? They own the building outright. I know that. They and I building, don't know what the property yeah. tax or the, the city of West Hollywood taxes. I don't know what that looks like. And now that they don't have to deal with paying for the overhead of the actual product of alcohol and, and food, that cuts a huge chunk out of their budget. I don't know how much that is. And I mean, they they have to pay into our unemployment. They pay an unemployment insurance that they still have to carry. The building itself, itself, I would assume, still has to be insured. And insurance is double when a building is unoccupied. So I know they're sending people in there to sort of rotate. Managers are going in and doing inventory and walking around and just checking everything out and saying hi to the ghosts. And then they're leaving. <laughs> I'm like, so, that building is very occupied. Oh, it's fully even occupied. If, even if, even no if there's humans. no humans. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. no, it's fully occupied with all of the corpses. But I know that they're doing laps in there. But I know that the insurance for, for that is probably enormous and the unemployment insurance. And then I don't know. I'm not totally certain what else the expenses would be. But I know that management is well, still... Management is still getting salary i think i know the talent coordinators are still getting salaried so i mean i think that'll be because i know that you know they're doing us a solid by paying us they already here's my thing if they can find you know if they can find chump change on the side to play to pay their workers then they're fine i would be concerned if they couldn't pay us if they'd be like look i can't pay y'all you know because they don't have to pay us anything you know laugh lounge and all things comedy just did this comedy gives back fundraiser thing shout they, out to emily laford who's a fucking princess emily, badass yeah, emily laford helped produce that and she's one of our talent bookers and she's a fucking she's amazing. amazing she's a g yeah. she's so great and um so she volunteered her time to produce that along with a couple other people and comedy gives back which is a great organization and all things comedy bill burr al magical and they all I think they raised $360,000 for comics that are out of work or something like that. They So low, lower, I shouldn't say it like that, but but comics that were kind of right on that tier of they wouldn't sell out a room, you may know them, and they were either right about to pop or they were regulars at clubs. And you, you maybe, maybe they weren't right about to pop, but they were regulars at clubs. And for, they included in the description, but I don't know how this will work, the staff of comedy, comedy clubs. clubs. Yeah. Which is... Unbelievably I generous. I, I mean, I was just grateful that like working comics, like road comics, essentially like working road comics that you would go to see on a weekend that was like an off weekend that were still great, but you didn't know their name, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people that are going to, you can apply and they will figure out how to give you money. But then, yeah, Bill said he was going to, it was going to be with serve for servers and, and bar staff too. 
sorry <laughs> my sink is making a really Lee's weird sink noise. is haunted it's because we mentioned <laughs> ghosts you conjured up mitzi fucking punky this is your fault that's 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 her letting us know that this question have been answered. Yeah, right. No, (laughs) but no, so just, but no, I just think, I think (laughs) that, I think that the comedy store, the comedy store will stand. The comedy store is never going away. I I do, Kate, I do agree with her though. Like, I feel like no matter what, I, even if it takes a second to rebuild to where we were, which I think it will, the comedy store is not going to close. There's too many people like, so the telethon that happened on the 4th of April, which was what, two days ago. Mm -hmm. Three days ago? Who knows what day day is today? What day is the it? But no, so a lot of the comics that were on that were saying, like, they're basically were just having conversations with each other. It was essentially like a really long fucking podcast between comics that kept throwing it to the next comic and the next comic. And they almost half of them were like comedy stores my home comedy stores my home. Are you serious? Yep. I couldn't watch it because I was afraid I'd get too sad. Um, it wasn't sad, it was kind of it was sad in the the beginning of it was kind of a shit show. Punky, did you watch any of it? She's, she's doing no things comedy during this quarantine. No she comedy. made that very clear in the last episode. <laughs> it was, but it was Hail like, to the no. The first part of it was like, oh, you guys don't know what the fuck they're, you're doing. But the first two hours were a shit show. The rest of it was, it just got funnier and funnier as the night went on. I watched about four and a half hours of it and then I had to stop because I was losing my mind. <laughs> Just four and a half hours. Well, Jesus, our friend Aaron, who's a server, kept texting me. Ah, did you see this? I'm like, bitch, it has been nine hours. You're still watching. <laughs> Our marathon, seriously? It was no, it was ridiculous. It was actually it was eight hours, but it was an eight-hour telethon to raise money for comics and and the staff of comedy clubs. Well, I think that's lovely, Punky. Someone, uh, a comic who's in a different circuit than the con- than the circuit that you're in. I had told her, and she also listened to the episode about how you were um, not doing anything comedy during this time. And she said that she thought it would be helpful if you spoke to comics that look up to you. Which barf? I was like, who looks up to Punky? Just kidding. Um, um, every, that if you, everybody, everybody fucking looks up to punky <laughs> everybody it's ridiculous can we get these motherfuckers out of her ass are you enjoying your free <laughs> asshole by the way because it's been full well guess what it's about to get fuller so for all the comics that would like live in your asshole what what would you tell them as to i mean i know you explained why it wasn't healthy for you to do comedy things or why you weren't writing jokes during this time but what is what would you say to the comics that are feeling away about this and aren't really feeling in the creative space, but thinking that they need to be doing something creatively or doing writing jokes or because they're not at your level? Because you kind of do have the luxury because of the level that you're at. You kind of have the luxury to take this time off and just go crazy and do insanity and whatever else you're doing and listen to your barking dog. What uh, <laughs> like what would you say to them? You know, I never went through anything like this until now so i don't know i mean you know at the level that i'm at like right now i have no excuse not to sell a tv show this year so you know i mean i guess you just set goals first you know like what do you want to do what do you want to talk about what do you want to say what do you want to sell like you could you could be sitting down and be done wrote a whole script by now you you could have a whole pitch up and ready to go right now you could i mean just try to be productive and have something ready for when all this shit is done you know so would you tell them not to write jokes like kind of do it the same way you're doing it or would you tell them for the level that they're at that they should write jokes i don't know i'm gonna i could tell you what the fuck i'm gonna do (laughs) go ahead I, I had to really sit down and come up with a plan. You know, I can't just be, my plan is I want to come up with a stellar five minutes so I could do late night. So when all it, so when all is said and done, I got a solid five so I could do late night. That has to be I, clean, right? It has to be 
be clean, and y'all know how hard that is for me. I was just about to say, yeah. good fucking luck, Punky. <laughs> it's probably going to take me 365 days to get that done. <laughs> so that's a part of my plan. I wrote a movie. Making sure that's sold by the time this is over is another part of the plan. I'm still having meetings with a whole bunch of companies every day. I have at least two virtual meetings during the day. And I also have three TV shows that I'm that I'm working on selling. So those are my goals for myself right now. Sell this movie. Make sure these three pitches for these TV shows are in solid condition enough so my manager could see them and pitch them and sell them. It's a it's a it's a really cool show. I really can't talk about the concept, but every uh, network is really interested in it, and they all want the pitch. About four or five of them want the pitch. So you know, I think by the time this is over, we should have it nice and solid, and we're gonna sell it. But other than that, you know, to any comic that's out there and they're kind of just losing their mind, I mean, you know, you just gotta find something to invest your energy in that's good for you. That, I mean, that's that's it, you know? Be creative, and- fuck. Get on the goddamn internet, you know? Go live, you know? However you gotta get that shit out, get it out. God, please don't go live. I'm so fucking sick of Instagram live. Fucking people. I'm getting all these alerts that are like, so-and-so is on Instagram live. I'm, I'm, I don't give a fuck. Go away. I don't need to see you b- b- bake a pie. Like, no offense, Lee. <laughs> wait, wasn't but did you, you, wait, can I say though? Do y'all follow Jessamay Peluso? She's a comic. Okay, so she posted this fucking video and it was called the Phil Collins Challenge. And I want everybody to go to her page and find it. She wore a unicorn head and then had like a workout outfit on and she was standing in her kitchen. And at the beginning of the video, it says Phil Collins challenge and then she's like opening all of her cabinets and her refrigerator and her oven door and I'm like what is she doing right <laughs> and then it's like and then she starts the music to in the air tonight and then at the drum solo she goes immediately like boom 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 instead of like the drums she slams all of her cabinets <laughs> It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And then she like tagged. That's funny. Dude, it was hilarious. And then she tagged like Whitney Cummings and a couple other famous people. To She's like, tagged, you're it. And now everybody has to do it. Oh my God. I shared it in my story. I didn't get enough likes. I was very disappointed in my followers because I think I was the only person that thought it was fucking hysterical. No, that's funny. But Whitney responded to her, you're a fucking dick. Like it was hilarious. It was so funny. I want everybody to go watch it oh my god i want to do it i love that she tagged i hope that whitney and i hope all the people she tagged actually do it i have to go back and look at it but it was like punky were, did you go mia during the, that story did you hear the whole thing i haven't been on social media <laughs> she, no but, but did, did you, you hear, hear the story, story? did you hear what the, i said the visual went your dead. visual went out oh yeah i heard that's because i was being nosy oh okay <laughs> no but she, it was quarantine's killing this podcast i know she, anyway, it was really, but silly shit like that. And sometimes I'm like, am I just laughing at this because I'm losing my mind? Probably somewhat, but who cares? You're Dude, laughing. Some things like we'll be on, we have a couple group, uh, like a couple different group chats going, but Punky and I have this one that's what, how long have you worked at the store? Eight years? Mm, what's it? Is. Today I don't know. Is, it's April 2075. It's March 95th. <laughs> and it's tomorrow. What's happening? Time is irrelevant, Punky. Just figure it out. Yeah, it'll be nine years in June. Okay. So we've been on this this group text for probably eight and a half years. It you know, it, it ebbs and flows in like this is a good story. How we Martian. how we participate <laughs> in. But basically, like one of our friends just posted a picture of lawn furniture that she's about to buy for ten dollars and it's just like but it's like shit like that and i am sitting on my couch 
crying laughing and oh I'm yeah like, that's because you're going crazy oh i'm losing my yeah, mind th- th- that ain't because i guess oh, no, no. gold material <laughs> losing my mind <laughs> so punky let's or any of you guys so we talked about in the last episode that there's kind of a stop date where if you if this goes until this date you're gonna you know you may have to reevaluate and like go back to new orleans or but lee you never said that you would go back to mississippi I but mean, if it goes I, to october i'm gonna be back in mississippi then. yeah i mean i said july and i really do i mean financially that's still a fact for me so do you if you actually because my therapist asked me this she said if you actually had to have a plan for leaving and had an actual date would you write it down and commit to that and i couldn't say yes for sure so would you guys if if this went till october would you guys leave la no well not anymore because now we got i can i'm telling you i can make my life work with unemployment i mean jesus i I had no idea i was spending six thousand dollars a month jesus christ jesus girl bro my bills was like thirty five hundred dollars and then I know I was throwing away two grand just yeah. having fun. Yeah. I need to bartend. God damn. I was out of town every other fucking month. I mean, I was I was going crazy. <laughs> so I I believe that, you know, also I had worked so hard to get all that money. I was just it, I was excited. I mean, you put the time in, you put the work in and you and you start seeing, you know, the, the benefits of, of the labor that you put down. So I, I just started living life, but I don't need all of that. You know what I'm saying? So I could I could deal with the two grand that empl- unemployment giving me and I'll hustle a thousand dollars. I could hustle that. I have no problem with going back to living check to check like I used to before all of this stuff started happening for me. I have no problem doing it. And and we get unemployment for a year. So I'm good. Nah, At after, least. Nah, after, after April 2021, bitch, <laughs> it's going to be bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to in sync your way out of LA for a full year is what you're saying. But the thing is also, no, I'm not, but also, you know, I really have faith that I'm going to sell what I'm going to sell. Okay. So are they, I, I believe that too, cause I think it's a great idea, but do you, are they still buying pitches during this time? Cause production is done for now. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's buying anything, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm doing virtual pitches right now. Virtual just and if people like the idea and if they do, then I send them my scripts. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just me and my boy just pitched our movie to LeBron James company and they asked for the script. And then we're going to have a we're going to we're going to meet with like we probably going to meet with well, Lena Waithe company. If they still I was literally Washington comedy uh, company, if they still mean Joy Peel, we got a list of people that we're going to meet with virtually. What's so funny is kismet like the kismet of that before you said Lena's name. I was just about to say to you, that's exactly what she did right before she popped off. It was meetings all the time and it was pitch, 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 pitch. And then dear white people. Anyway, this is not related to this podcast, Kate. <laughs> Corona brain. But that's what it is. It's just, you know, um, the LeBron James company, we did, they interested in it. They asked for the script. Who knows? He could call back next week and be like, hey, we're going to buy this shit. And then if they say that, then my manager going to be like, wait, 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 wait. We're going to talk to, you know, Jordan Peele. Or wait, wait, wait. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to get at least three or four people that want it. And then it's going to the highest bidder after that. And, and whoever wants to keep our core idea organic and, and, and um, authentic like we want it, if we all agree on everything across the board, oh, yeah, we're going to sell that shit and make it. The, the only thing that's going to stop it is making it. But we could, but we could do, we could sell this, this, this shit. Go into pre-production, which is meetings every day, seeing where we gonna do it, what's the budget, how it's gonna get done, and put everything together. We could do all that shit over the damn phone. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. And I get all that shit ready, up and ready to go. That'll take about, I would call three to six months, and then have all that shit ready to go. It'll be ready to film 
we could cast that shit through the phone. Yeah. Yeah, you could. I mean, there's some, not a lot of casting is happening right now, but some is. I mean, there are, people are auditioning via self-tape kind of a lot, more than I expected. Yeah. My goal here is to stop. My goal is to be ready for the future. That's, that's, that's my goal. I, I, I just I just try to wake up and take it day by day, just day by day. Every day I just wake up and I decide how I want to live and how I want to do it. And I move, you know, so I'm trying not to think too far into the future as with this with this uh, stay inside shit, because that gives me anxiety. So that's why if I'd be like, you know, look, I'm gonna try to keep this shit together, try to have this ready for when this da 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 da. That's what keep me going. That's what keep me motivated. What I mean, Lee, same thing for you. Um, yeah, I would definitely not. My initial response is no. I would not say that I would make a plan to ultimately get out of LA at some point. I feel like my heels are dug in here. I mean, I don't know if I've said this. I, I, we've done so many podcasts. I'm like, I feel like I say <laughs> I'll this edit all the time, it out but, if it's repeated. Go ahead. Um, but I do feel like LA, not just in entertainment, but just in general, it becomes a small city the more people you know the more time you spend here and I have spent so much time working at the comedy store and working in entertainment and I've been a pastry chef for the last 10 years and I feel like my world's finally started to collide and like I'm using all of the relationships that I've built which is what like relationships in LA are your money like that's where you're gonna if people respect you and know what you're doing and respect what you're doing and they want to invest in you it doesn't matter if it's entertainment or politics or pastry or whatever it's like they're gonna like that's what's important in LA it's the most valuable thing you can have as friend is relationships and respect so I feel like I finally have that with my pastry business and I'm really grateful that once I started once I came, like came out of my deer and headlights phase of the first week of quarantine and then I started posting stuff on Instagram I was like yo I still have a cottage kitchen and I'm still baking out of it and we can do safe deliveries or safe pickups whatever you want I've been working nonstop, so I mean it's definitely the <laughs> the rude awakening is like doing it all alone without employees is it's almost I wouldn't be able to live off of it alone but it's definitely helping supplement the unemployment that I'm getting and what it's doing is making me go you know I think the comedy store is a wonderful place to work and I love it so much because I worked there for 20 years almost and I think it has become a crutch and that safety net just got like swept away and it's kind of what I needed to shove me into being a full-time business owner I can't do the things that I want to do like immediately but what it's made me do is like, okay, I have the time to bake and now I have time to make an actual business plan that I had been putting off and putting off and putting off. So same as Punky. It's like there's still a lot of stuff that you can do if you are if you have an idea of something you've always wanted to do. There's Now you have all the time in the world to plan it. So when somebody pulls the trigger on the gun and you can just and you can start the race, like you're already there and you're already ready to go. That's kind of how I feel. Like, I mean, I'm... As long as I get unemployment for the next year and I can continue to sell stuff out of my cottage kitchen and maybe they'll, I don't know that they're letting new vendors into farmer's markets, but if they do, like that's my next thing is to try to get into a farmer's market. And then I think I'll be able to sustain, I mean, like you, like Punky was saying though, I used to spend money every day. Like yeah, same. out of my pocket. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> no, it's so insane to not do that. I know, same. Like I would go everywhere every day and spend wor- money on nothing. Like what the fuck was I spending my money on? Now, oh, I know. Now I run past a Starbucks and I want to yell at people like to go the fuck go home. Go home, make your own yeah. fucking coffee. But then I'm like, okay, no, Starbucks needs us. We need to keep the money flowing I through the economy. It. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, I'm like, damn, I used to spend so much fucking money. Yeah. Fuck. Well, so that transitions me into, and I don't know how candid everyone can be with this, but 
I was asked if I there's an update on my roommate because I expressed in the last episode that she wants to murder me. <laughs> um, she is currently not speaking to me. She will not listen to this, I'm sure. But she's um, really not speaking to you. I mean, she's making a solid effort to keep her headphones on uh, 99% of the time <laughs> while she's at home. So I mean, no. But also, I am getting the message loud and clear. Please don't speak to me because she's used to this lifestyle. I am not, and I need attention, and I need. Because she works from home. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's a she's a writer, so oh, she's like fuck. she she much prefers to have me shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, and writers are in heaven right now. Oh, exactly, and it's exactly what we said last episode, and what Punky just said. Now it's I, I'm usually at the house twenty hours a day. Like yeah. she never saw me before. It's the best roommate situation of her life, and now she's like, oh, I got to deal with you. I'm all set. So I wanted to see how everyone's quarantine pals are doing. I think, Lee, you have your kitties, and I'm sure they're living for this. Oh, but... I started World War Three with my neighbors yesterday. Oh, why? Um, my upstairs neighbor is a meth head. I'm 100% convinced. And she, build, she builds furniture starting at 8 a.m. I mean, I don't have proof of this, but it sounds like she's building furniture starting at 8 a.m. She's probably organizing her closets. That's what meth, you know, which something. means just tearing everything Something out. with a hammer. She's doing something oh my with a God. hammer. It's literally a hammer. It's happened for a year. The first night, first couple nights she moved in, I went up and I was like, hey, it's 3 a.m. Could you stop banging the hammer? (laughs) Could you not? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just moved in. I'm building furniture. And I'm like, okay, bitch, it's been a year and three months. So so why you still building? How many pieces of furniture? (laughs) How many Ikea furniture? (laughs) How many Ikea tables you got, Can I grab that hammer so I can fucking hit you in the head with it? Great. No, but (laughs) no, I literally, the other night, Punky was on this group text with me. It was 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Bitch is like, okay, I know Kenny Rogers just died and God bless him. R.I.P. May he rest. I'll, I'll pour some out for him. I love me some Kenny. <laughs> the bitch was having a full-on tribute to Kenny at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Singing at the top of her lungs. No. <laughs> oh my God, no. Oh my God. I called the police and I called my landlord or my fucking building managers because and they texted me right back. So I was like, look, if y'all are up, feel free to come over for the tribute because it's great. <laughs> come to the concert. Yeah. It's live. They came over. <laughs> we Did said, they really? Yeah, because I was like, if you're awake, come here because I'm not crazy. I swear to fucking God. And then what? They listened to it and they what happened? They listened to it and then they went upstairs and they knocked on her door for like 10 minutes because she was God. so into it that she didn't hear the fucking door she was so high something and anyway so it's a nightmare and then my next then the next door neighbor upstairs decided that he was gonna put hardwoods in yesterday no oh yeah just decided didn't ask permission just put hardwoods in no no so yeah that's what's happening here okay and the kitties punky (laughs) punky beside you doing okay with the quarantine partner can you talk about it um yeah my 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 life uh is fine I'm, i'm i'm you know I have two bedrooms in this house, so I wake up I, and uh, I, the room that I'm in right now, I stay in it for about eight hours. I don't think married people should see each other for eight hours a day. Um, I think you are the smartest person I've ever met. Ever. You're dropping such knowledge on everybody right now. I Go mean, ahead. Why people, Why you think I created the nine to five, bitch? If you lucky, seven to seven, shit. Um <laughs> So I wake up and I come in this, I come in this room. I'm in this room at least from 10 to six every day. Wow. I mean, I leave to go use the bathroom. I leave to have lunch. I leave to take a walk. But other than that, I'm not, I'm nowhere in the house, but in this room. And then if I'm not working, I'm acting like I'm working. And um, <laughs> I think that you 
I think that you should be able to claim 24 hour a day work because you your work <laughs> happens in your brain and your brain doesn't stop. So hello, that's real. Yeah, it does happen in the brain. But my neighbors are just a little bit annoying. Why? Why? Tell us. They just be tripping, yo. I don't think they taking this serious. Like they be having parties and company and I just that would make me fucking crazy. I would be so mad. I am mad. But I mean, what can you do? You know, I mean, and they got kids and like this, they be having they be having like all these different people in and out and often on the property and stuff. And I just stay away. I just keep my distance. You know, people are entitled to do whatever they want to do. But that's why I want to ask y'all. How many people are actually ballpark figure? How many people are actually infected in L.A.? Oh, I have no idea. The statistics go back and forth because the problem that we're running into, and this is the same thing that's happening in states with people that I know and love, is that there are not enough tests. And so some people will walk through this asymptomatically and should just be tested just to know because if you have it or have had it, you don't need the vaccine because in theory, you have the antibodies to be able to fight this. So you become the front line of defense against the virus. So technically speaking, we actually do need every single human being tested for this including small children but there are not simply not enough tests thank you you trump Mm -hmm. i'm saying it and so he he can't he canceled the fucking uh cdc essentially yeah Yeah, i know the the pandemic response team yeah he got rid of it yeah it's awesome i can't like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna break uh, everything Um, excuse me that was obama's fault no, it wasn't. Obama. <laughs> Funky smiling. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Sorry. That was that, my that, response. <laughs> that was my response to my family because I'm I'm like I have PTSD with my fucking Facebook, my family on Facebook, and every time they post something, I'm like, no, it's not. Lee's pupils just became the size of a sliver. And she's like, I'm seeing red. I was being so facetious, Lee. I'm I know, sorry. I know you would never. I know. I'm it's sorry. Too raw. It's like, too raw. It's too raw. But yeah, so to, so to answer your question, Punky, we don't actually know because there's not enough tests to be able to decipher in fact we don't there's not even enough tests for medical workers to be able to see if they currently have it because you can carry it and never show signs of it that's sort of what the weirdness is with it so it is why the mayor of LA said every time you are physically outside have on a mask do something and when I I they were asking for the next two weeks for us to not go to the grocery store unless we absolutely had to and to literally not be out is what we were asked to do. Yeah, I just saw an, I saw an article yesterday that my friend sent me that was saying this week specifically, yeah. this is, week and next week, is, these are the critical this weeks. Is critical weeks yes. because it's starting to like the LA if whether or not LA is going to be the next hotspot is going to happen in the next two weeks. Yeah, we we don't actually know. So I and I posted um a friend of mine is a nurse in Oregon or Washington the pacific northwest (laughs) it's all the same at this time um what's a state (laughs) so what is time (laughs) but um anyway she's a nurse and she posted how to make a proper mask obviously without the filter but um a proper mask that is with a bandana and two hair bands that you use you can still get the filters you cannot get the cloth that they were recommending it's like a it's a garage cloth for if you work at 
uh, with cars and things. It's like this right. blue. They said that's actually the best filter. But um, if you have a bandana, there's the thing I posted on my Instagram. You can go like it's a really easy way to fold bandana around two hairbands so that you need to be able to put it around your ears and it needs to cover your nose yes. in a way that and your mouth in a way that like actually is effective is effective. Yes. I mean, I do, so in the group text I was talking about earlier, Punky, yesterday our friend was sending us like the different things that people are doing to put like to put things over their head <laughs> dear god <laughs> and one of them was like a like an old water like a like a two gallon water bottle that somebody had cut the bottom out of and stuck over their head in the oh line my of god. walmart <laughs> it was the stupidest thing it was the stupidest i mean listen people seen. people despy it's despy we despy 2020 again delirious i was crying at that crying laughing like lee needs help lee needs live comedy lee needs help i do need live comedy (laughs) i watch four and a half hours of nonsense on live on comedy gives back wait i have a question yeah i know that the whole stay home is a big deal like yes everybody needs to stay home it's not just about whether you feel sick it's about if you are a carrier and no one can and you can't tell that and you're then infecting somebody else okay i get all those things i'm 100 percent behind it i am actively practicing those things for them yada yada i'm I'm going to the grocery store but otherwise but chelsea handler posted and i'm not disagreeing with it Uh, but you might go ahead but i have finish something to say about it okay she posted the other day and frank and her and her family slash friends stayed in an attic for 700 something plus days to try to stay alive so Mm -hmm. the least we can do is stay home okay yes i and like it gave the square feet of the apartment they were staying in and yes i've read Anne frank's diary and i get it and yes it was a great point right mm-hmm. however if you live in a mansion in bel air come on has all the better 20 plus rooms mm-hmm. a pool mm-hmm. outdoor space acreage i'm sure livestock whatever the fuck you have mm-hmm. it's kind of like people in glass houses don't throw stones uh-huh. yeah people in 20 plus room mansions uh-huh. don't throw judgment on fucking people living in one bedroom apartments in hollywood trying to fucking not lose their mind or studios or studios that bitch has room in her house she has never seen to date yeah so it's just i don't know punky what do you think about that yeah i was just thinking about that the other day i was watching y'all gonna laugh drew Brees because i'm crazy about football right now um, who that who that (laughs) yep who that i'm just i'm just watching him and his family they're just having a good time they have a trampoline basketball court you know every day he's posting them out in the yard flipping and doing dunk contests and shit and i'm like these motherfuckers have no idea what it feels like to be us no none none zero idea idea and and i'm not saying anything you know i i I mean i could have been there if i would have worked harder two years ago but the thing is is just that no chelsea no bitch no, I'm gonna call you a bitch and tell you no, absolutely not. Don't fucking say that to people that are not in the same position as you. Exactly. Okay, bitch. I, if I had a basketball court and a tennis court and a fucking pool, I don't think I would. I don't think I would be at a fine line between insanity and having my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not that's what i'm saying i'm like you are not you might p.s like i'm sure that they're not alone i am sure that chelsea handler is not sitting in her house her 800 room mansion by herself i 100 percent am sure about that it's like get the fuck out of here fuck no 
Yeah, it's trying to liken it and be. It's the same thing though that these a lot of these celebrities are bored as fuck because they're so used to just being seen and being photographed and being out. And now that they don't have that same level of attention, now they're just like tipping their top hats on fucking Instagram Live and doing nothing and thinking we're going to be impressed. No, do what John Krasinski did: create a, a cool like positive news network, create videos, do create content. If you're an idiot and you think just because you're hot, we want to see you. No, that was true when we were all super distracted, but now we need entertainment and you just sitting there with your thumb up your ass being like, I'm hot. It's like, move on. We need more than you just being attractive. Yeah. Like, no, you can't call Holocaust. Like, no, you cannot call Holocaust on a fucking person living in a studio apartment, trying not to lose their goddamn mind and maybe going to the grocery store every day. Do you think Anne Frank would have had a damn diary if that who lived in a fucking uh, (laughs) 10 bedroom mansion had a basketball court, a swimming pool. Bitch, if she had the fucking Olympics in her backyard, you think that bitch would have had a diary? No, bitch, we would no, not know what the fuck happened. Frank, you dumb bitch. She would have been doing all kinds of shit, and you know she would have found a way to fuck Pete. So, I mean. See? This is gold right here. I'm crying. I cannot deal. No, she wouldn't have fucking, she wouldn't have written shit down. She would have been in the other room fucking masturbating. And and then she would have fucking got up, went and and fucking took a swim. And if she would have, and if she would have wrote shit down, it wouldn't have made sense to make it a book because people love misery. That would have been like, oh, today, bitch, I was in a hot tub. (laughs) You know what? Now that you're saying it, because Frank's revised diary, not and Frank's revised diary as Chelsea Handler. (laughs) Today I pet my my beautiful dog and all my pet pigs and my chickens that produce organic fucking eggs. The tigers that I bought. <laughs> like, bitch, you know she probably got a fucking exotic animal in that damn house that's keeping her together. She, she has a fleet of penguins no, she's that totally, she just lets out to waddle around. She only eats penguin eggs for breakfast. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm crying. It wouldn't have even been a book if Anne Frank had the property that Chelsea Handler had. Oh, my Lord. See, would have been like, this hoe was living the tap in the towel for life. (laughs) You're like, where do I sign up for this attic? I know this is not what this podcast is about, but I read this super interesting thing that I think everyone needs to recognize for our Olympic athletes since Punky said Olympics. They interviewed Simone Biles since they moved the Olympics and they said, obviously you're participating in 2021. And she said, I don't actually know. She said, I have to be in peak physical condition, Olympics condition right now. And she said, you're asking me to tack on a year to that. And she said, I have to speak to my trainers and my mental health people and see if I can actually do that. Wait, wasn't it? the winter olympic it, no it was june uh no she's she's not winter she's she oh, was the summer this year isn't gymnastics it was 2020 wasn't it? it was supposed to be in japan wasn't it it was 2020 right i think it was june 2020 was it summer olympics yeah i don't know why the fuck gymnastics is in the summer yeah, yeah, no you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. right sorry right. i just got no you're yeah, fine yeah, yeah. fuck you lee fuck I, you I for not knowing that I'm so sorry. you're off the podcast but i i mean it was such a good point because it's something we don't think about because obviously nobody in this room is no offense i love everybody in this well 
Punky's not I'm here. I'm a fucking Olympian. Okay, right. No, Lee minus Lee, <laughs> Punky and I are not Olympic athletes. And so to remain in peak Olympic physical condition for an added 365 days, could you imagine? No. And I thought that's something I never thought about. And so for her to be honest, even though she's in her early 20s and saying, I don't know if I want to ride or die for another fucking year. Yeah, because that's a lifestyle choice. Like you literally have to choose no fun, zero no food, zero fun. <laughs> You may as well be Anne Frank, live yeah. in a goddamn You're fucking Anne attic. Frank. Yeah, there you go. That's that's Let the Chelsea real Anne Handler Frank. Call it. <laughs> um, Simone, who healthy? If 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 Michael Jordan can, uh, shut up, bitch. <laughs> Are you for real, Punky? You're not on her side. I was with I her. No, she's yelling at Chelsea. Side with that. No, I she's yelling at Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. But as shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm definitely on Simone's side. It's very hard to, you know, honestly, if y'all want to be honest with, with y'all, in this quarantine, the only thing that I actually have been consistent with is working out. I work out six days a week. Same. Same. It's the only thing um, that gives my it, it gives my brain a break. It starts the day. I yeah. can't not do it. It's not. I mean, it's vain. It's vanity somewhat, but I, it's sanity more than vanity. And I feel good. But my legs haven't looked sexy. I'll be looking at myself in the mirror working out. I'll be like, damn, bitch. Damn, you got some badass legs. I do got some good legs, bro. Now, if I could lose this back fat, bitch, we all in. If I could lose all my fat, bitch, we in. Bitch, but I got, good job, I got you. back fat, too. God damn it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? In. You got big titties. You got back fat. That's how it works. I got some beautiful titties. I know man, you But they're do. coming off. The titties are coming Stop off. Stop saying Wait, that. Wait, are you going to get top surgery for real? Just going to have a little, you know, we're just going to reduce. No, I don't want you Wait, to. are you really? Because you, you just don't feel like in your power with them the size they are? No, these motherfuckers just too damn big. I mean, they are big. Did your back hurt? Yeah. Yeah, I'd get a reduction my too. My back is aching. My jaw's too tight. My boot is shit. From left to right. <laughs> I know that song too. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> So another question um, that we've gotten is, are you so punky? Everybody thought it was hilarious that you were using the walking dead as the thing that you were watching to comfort yourself <laughs> during this time. People could not bitch. handle how funny they thought that that was. They thought it wasn't serious. And I had to message them and say, no, she for sure. She for real meant that. But they also wanted to know, are there any other things that you are watching to comfort yourself? They thought that are at the end of the episode, because punky don't listen to these episodes. I included us singing the family matters intro because I thought that was so funny. <laughs> But they wanted to know if there's anything besides The Walking Dead that either one of you are watching. I mean, they knew you weren't watching it, Lee. But anything else that you're watching besides like Punky's not watching comedy or anything that you're like, I just turn this on and I feel better and I leave it on as white noise in the background. I don't care. It's just it's something that grounds you in this insanity. Golden Girls. That's a good one. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Okay, now see, that's one that we all know. Yes. No, Golden Girls, 100%. And I swear, I think I said this on one of the last episodes. I'm sorry if I keep repeating myself, but who knows? She does. Did you guys know she's a pastry chef? Because she's (laughs) never said it. Did you guys know? (laughs) I just want everybody to know I'm not a... I don't know what the fuck. You're I'm, not a sorry. You're a pastry not, chef. We pastry, know. Yeah. We know, girl. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, we're losing it. Losing <laughs> but I also have been watching a lot of Magnum PI, Murder She Wrote, and Heart to Heart because it's on the Hallmark Channel. What's Heart to Heart? It's an old detective show. A married couple solves mysteries, but it's very '80s positive murder mystery before shit got real dark so it was still like <laughs> it was pre-rescue 911 but yeah. post fucking murder she yes. or post whatever the hell I don't know because I think murder she wrote was like around the time of Hill Street Blues it was before like cop shows got 
about super dark before law and order SVU. <laughs> before fucking cops. Yeah. The actual show. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's the kind of show where like the murderer confesses at the end of every episode. <laughs> every cop's dream. Yeah. So I'm like, that's all I'm doing. I'm watching Hallmark Channel all day. It's essentially Scooby-Doo with like real people. Yes. <laughs> okay. So everybody be confessing. But Punky, are you watching anything besides Walking Dead to feel better? Football. Oh, you said that. Football okay. from 1989. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, honestly, my favorite show is Grey's Anatomy. That's that's just my top dog. Wait, in real life, that's your top dog? Oh, she loves that shit. I am. I have this crazy thing for Ellen Pompeo. I'm in love with her. I love Aww. her. I think she's amazing. I love her family. I love. I love. I'm a creep. Not like I'm not creepy. Like I'm not gonna go like stalk her. But like I'll. I'll I could just watch her all day. So that's not. I'm sorry. That sounds creepy. No, it doesn't at all. That's just you like him white and alpha. That's all right. I, I admire her work, <laughs> you know. And um, so I watch Grey's Anatomy. But the thing is, the last episode of the 16th season comes out Thursday. Really? So Friday is the day where I will sit down and watch the full 16 episodes from the 16th season. I have wait. So you so Friday? I'll start episode one, season episode one, season 16, and I'll watch that for two days. Wait, so you treat it like it's Netflix, so you wait to watch it until everything is out for the entire season. Yeah, I can't wait a week after. I, I need to see Ellen. Oh, bless see you, because you've got a strong crush. Wait, once that's over, then I'm going to start it back from to season one. Because I'm going to finish watching Walking Dead probably by Thursday. How All is that the, I'm not making done. you crazy? If I was watching The Walking Dead right now, I would be insane. 100% same. So depressed. Couldn't handle it. This ain't doing nothing but prepping me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just ready. See? This is why you're my rider so bitch. Let me see. So I'm on, I'm on, I'm about to be into season eight. So it's two more seasons. So that's about 26. Six episodes. Let me see. What's 16 plus 16? 32? 32. So I, I got, let me see. I got Wednesday, Thursday. I'll give it three days. I could finish <laughs> watching 32 episodes in three days. Goddamn, Bunky. You're taking these meetings and also watching all these episodes. She has a full because schedule. Because I know what's going to happen. So it's honestly just playing in the background. Long as I just, you know. Yeah, I have those guys. The office is that for me and Parks and Rec. When I can, if I can just let those go in the background, they create so much like less trauma for me. Yeah. I'm like just turn it on i don't have to pay attention i get it yeah okay so this this question is kind of tricky so feel free to skip this if you want we don't have that many questions left though punky i know you got a lot to do um why haven't we started a gofundme i've been asked several times and shout out to chandler and earl for sliding into the fucking venmo the number of fucking people that have just handed me money makes me want to openly weep i can't even deal but why has the either the comedy store or us as individuals why have we not started a gofundme i've been asked this by several people and i have an answer but what do you guys say i think i haven't technically started a gofundme because i think that a lot of people are in the same situation that i am exactly people that don't ask me for money i'm like bitch i ain't working either <laughs> same i've been hit up too what you asking me for and you know what else gets on my nerves right now i'm not gonna say no names but lee you know exactly who i'm talking about kate will tell you in a second but they got people they also want you to do their dirty work for them. Like we ha we all have to hunt right now. Yeah, that's how I feel. We all have to hunt. We all out here. We gotta hunt for for Lysol. We gotta hunt for tissue and and groceries. We have to hunt and we have to hustle. I got fucking one of my friends hit me up talking about yeah. Well, if you find this in a in a stove, you get it for me. I say, how about this? 
I know that they're getting a delivery at 8 a.m. Won't you meet me there at the store mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. and you can get it your damn self? Mm-hmm. The bitch said, well, I'm not, I can't wake up that early. What? I'm like, You've got to be right kidding now? me. Yes, that happened today. What, do you and have like, anything else to do? Why would I, why at this given time in this climate, I can I cannot just be out here hustling for people that's not hustling for themselves. No, exactly. So, with more the, with the than, goal, more now with, than ever. Yeah. And with the GoFundMe, honestly, I think that we can do it. But in my heart, I think it would be I just feel selfish asking other people for things. Exactly. Me too. That when I know that they're in the same situation that I am. They're suffering too. Everybody is. My Gofundme is posting on instagram that i can still make pies for people like but that's, that's not I even feel. a gofundme that's you are producing a product that is excellent and you are saying here pay for this excellent product that is homemade and clean and locally sourced yeah i mean i didn't have a good answer either other than i know everybody is at least the people at our level are suffering with us everybody's suffering i mean and that's just, it's like solace in and of itself is just knowing that it's like i was saying to somebody i have a good friend that i used to work with at the comedy store in la jolla who lives in sweden he's a cop in sweden i was talking to him today is he single he is single hello, hello. <laughs> i'll introduce you <laughs> he's very sweet he's also a chef and he's a cop Go come on okay. come on next time he's in town boo boo you wait Thank you. Uh, He's very sweet. So I was like, it's insane that I'm talking to you. You're in Sweden. Like he had just woken up and I was just going to bed last night and we were talking and um, we're in the same situation. And I said, I know that this is the most isolating feeling that most people in their lives have ever felt. But it's also the most communal experience yes. in our lifetime yes. that we will ever have ever. and that people before us have ever have had yes. since, I don't know, in the last century. Since the Great like, Depression. Yes. Like no one has felt this way in the same way in a hundred years. Ever. Yeah. And in, in a, or a little bit less than a hundred years. Yeah. If you're if you're going to the depression, Great depression. the last one. Yeah. Sure. So when was that late the nineteen twenties, late nineteen twenties, right? Well, before then, the tens, the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, right? Wasn't it? Was it? I think officially it was like twenty Oh no, it was after the Spanish seven. flu. You are correct. You are correct. So I think it was late twenty so like we're all, we're like ninety years yeah. or something away from mm-hmm. when when that was. And I feel like that's the last time that people actually globally had had an experience that that literally everyone was going through. What I'm hoping is that it doesn't make us all into isolationists again. I hope that it brings everybody together. You know, he was saying in Sweden, he's like, in Sweden, actually, people are still allowed to leave their house because we have common sense. And I was like, <laughs> that's so real. I've been like, to Sweden. Right. That's so real. <laughs> so real. <laughs> but I was like, yes, you do. And true, true that. But it was it was really funny. Okay, so that's what we're watching. That's how we're feeling. Punky or Lee, do you have any words of comment? comfort for people whose business has closed down during this time. And I mean, I really, I, to be honest, I don't because I don't know what to tell them as far as, well, don't chin up kiddo. You know, everything will be back to normal by dot, dot, dot. But for the people that maybe worked at the Pikey or worked at Swingers or who were in some form of customer service and their job, they weren't even furloughed. Their job shut down. So they come out of this with no job to go to. Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Pray. <laughs> I mean, word. No, for real, though. I mean, also, also, look, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I try to just really focus like every single morning I try to be like, you know what? I'm here. My family's here. You know, I can't do nothing but be grateful. You know, I, I got I got I get I get to wake up another day and run. And I'm just I'm 100 percent. I'm full 500 percent grateful for that. Yeah, that's funny, because the next question was, what is the greatest blessing for you out of this so far? <laughs> that's truly what I have written down. What so for both of you, what's the greatest blessing that has happened as a result of this entire pandemic? But in the last few weeks, what, it, what do you consider the greatest blessings? 
I honestly feel like um, having the comedy store as my crutch has like as much as I appreciate it and I, I will be so grateful when it reopens and I can go back. It made me realize that I can do anything that I put my mind to. I just have to do it and stop making excuses. And I am a hustler, but I definitely am a procrastinator. <laughs> I'm Same. equally a procrastinator and equal a parts. <laughs> yes. 50, 50 split. So, you know, and when you're making money, like you were, like we were at the store, you get lazy. It, it's, it's, it's lazy. You really have a hard time. Like I started making excuses. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I had to be there till 3am. So why did it, you know, it's which like, are not, those are real. Those are facts. They and are the facts, job was draining, but I also, you know, I, needed to jump off of the cliff on my own and I wouldn't do it because I had this great cushion that's the sure. comedy store so I think that what this has done for me is fear <laughs> the fear of losing everything makes you fight like a Wake motherfucker the fuck yeah up. Yes. So I am just like, now I'm just coming out swinging every morning I get out of bed, whether I've slept or not, put on my fucking gloves and fucking start swinging. You know what I mean? Like That's I'm ready. So I, I'm grateful for that. What about you, Punky? I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy I get to wake up every morning and, and do it and try it again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I am miserable. I, I'm not playing when I tell you I'm at that fine line of insanity. Oh, we me too. Together. That line is very, very fine. I have good days. I have bad days. But, you know, I'm here, you know, every morning I wake up and I'll be like, all right, God, let's go hustle. Let's go find this money, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll be finding it, too. I just got I just got lucky and hooked up with BET and did something for their digital program, which is fantastic. That's going to pay my car note, my house, my renter's insurance and my um, car insurance for this month. So, I mean, every month I'm going to find money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just you just you just got to get out there and hustle, bitch. If I got to go work at the grocery store, you know, what I mean, whatever I got to do to hustle and keep a roof over my head, then that's just what's going to have to be done. And I. I just want to just big ups to the comedy store for real for real because a lot of people really out there getting fired like my homie just hit me up and told me the dc improv just fired everybody oh are you kidding me they got a lot of lees and jens and danitas and danas over there and they fired them yeah gone yeah. been working there for years and you know we are we are so fortunate to have the comedy store i'm just happy about that because we I, still we still have jobs. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I didn't know that. It's it's a place that's iconic, and I think that it, the history of it is saving us a little bit in that it is it's a monument to comedy essentially. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, and it's more even it's more so even than the improv is because it was there before. Yeah, and there's something about Mitzi that's legendary, and it was Ciro's, and it just like there was some there's something about it. Well, it's just, LA history. It has this it. gravitas yes. to it. Yes. So it's gonna it's gonna hold it longer than it is, and I feel really bad for these other people who've worked at these places for years and years. I can't I, imagine. It, it makes me feel really lucky that we have been ingratiated into this place that yes. is epic it's yes. epically legendarily forever going to be a part of los angeles and i do feel like that i don't think it's ever going to go away i think i don't think we're going to get paid from our bosses for much longer but i also think that punky said like the joe rogans and the whitney cummings yeah. and the people who love us who love us and love that place as much as we do yeah like we're lucky to be like in this blanket of of a family protection. of people it's it's yeah in that the people that love it as much as we do have means to save to, it to help us and to say that yeah 100 and that we are so 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 blessed 
that they are not shitty people. They're good. good The people people. that love it are good people and that they care and that we are so, so, so fortunate. And I just, I mean, for my answer to this, I go back to the same thing that the last interview I had before the comedy store was the bikey. And I would either be unemployed in a real way and come out of this with no job, or I would be surrounded by angels. And I feel so, so grateful for that because this will end. It will, it will This cannot and will not go on forever. And it's hard to remember that, especially when you're in the anxiety spiral. It's really, really hard to have a touchstone and say, hold on, this will end and innovation will come out of this and new jobs will come out of this. And as sad as it is that the restaurants that have closed are closing and that will continue, we have not seen the last casualties of this. It is the beginning. But I feel as though there are blessings in this. There are. And pollution is down. It's so thug. <laughs> the comedy store is a thug life, dog. I, I promise you. Like, I feel like if if anything would have happened where it looked like they was gonna shut down, how much you want bet they'll turn that kitchen into a whole like restaurant spot, bitch? And they'll and bitch, girl, Antonio and fucking Tony will be in that back, bitch, cooking chicken tenders and fries, bitch, and fucking fried zucchini and shit, girl. Trust me, they gonna find a way to keep that motherfucker open. Oh, they will. I, believe you me. Yeah. Believe you fucking me. Trust that. Because they got a lot of restaurants that still open. I actually went to Pizza Boys the other day, man. And the way they had their shit set up for everybody to have social distancing while still serving food to everybody, they was busy. So, and the food was amazing. And like two people could only go in there at a time. Gotta have beer and fucking wine. I was like, give me a Heineken, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the thing that bitch they could open up that goddamn bar and while people waiting for their food to get ready, they could drink buy a damn beer. They gonna find a way to keep that motherfucker going. Well, I think that's kind of becomes the theme of this whole thing. Find a way. And and it is changing people for the better. And I went to Trader Joe's t- two days ago because they said that don't shop this week and whatever. And they the employees had to keep coming outside and being like, hey guys, you know, we're gonna let people in three at a time. I waited an hour and a half to get into the Trader Joe's and I didn't complain and nobody around me complained and nobody came for any of the employees. Nobody was yelling and they said, hey, you can't bring your reusable bags in here. Mm -hmm. We're bagging for free. We're not charging for that right now. And everybody was like, okay, cool. Even the people that had a stack of bags under their arm just graciously walked to their cars, put them back in their car and moved on. And so there is a softening happening because we are all so vulnerable. And again, that's not what this is about, but people at Trader Joe's are working in customer service and are probably used to used to getting shit on mm. and all of them were lovely and they kept saying hey thanks guys for waiting and it was like of course we're gonna wait we're not trying to get this virus either mm-hmm. but they're so used to people coming for them for various whatever myriad of reasons and people aren't doing that so there are beautiful shifts happening in a real way energetically and amongst people that i think i hope will be permanent i hope it sticks mm-hmm. i hope it yeah sticks. i went the um best buy the other day because i needed a um my dumbass best buy is still open yeah is that essential let me tell you how best buy is doing it everybody have a different process so i had to go to best buy because i my dumbass waste tequila on my keyboard so (laughs) (laughs) you would funky so i needed to go and buy a keyboard to get this project done for bet so i was like damn it so i go go to best buy and they like look we're not letting nobody in this store i was like i have an emergency (laughs) <laughs> and the man was like, we're not saying you can't come here. We're just saying we're not letting nobody in. I was like, oh, okay, y'all got the system. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> I stand. so they got they got a kiosk outside of, um, it, it's like, a, they're running it like it's in and out. But the, Get the fuck out of here. It's like a drive through window. They got a kiosk. 
they got like a drive through. They got a kiosk outside. They got a line for people. And at, they got in the lines, there's blue tape on the ground. This person stand here. Next person stands six feet back. And you got you have to stand at the blue lines. Or they're going to be like, ah, ah, y'all standing too close to each other, right? So then they have guys on these little bitty handheld computers. And they're going up to every customer saying, whatever you want, pull it up on a Best Buy internet and give us the, the uh, SKU number. So we give them the number. They go in, find it. And they have it sitting at the kiosk by the time you get to the front of the line. That's a that is ingenious. That is- it's in and out. In and out at Best Buy. That's hilarious. For a business that was actually about to go under before the, all this happened, that may save them. Yeah. Bitch, people are buying. Girl, when I came there, this nigga was rolling out a big-ass 70-inch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got flat-screen money right now? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck you buying, mister? He was like, I mean, I wanted a TV. I'm like, yo, this is out of control, bro. I get it. We got a dis- different system. Home Depot got a different system. Yeah, they do. The only people that's letting people in is Rite Aid. I go in Rite Aid, everybody in Rite Aid, and I looked at this lady behind me. I was like six feet, bitch. The yo, fuck is you breathing on me? Look, I t- you have to tell people it's really obnoxious, but the food for less up the street from me is the same way, and I get it, but like, can you... <laughs> But I'm like, if, I, if there is tape here, you're making a you are looking at the tape and making a choice to be annoying, like and, and to be like, <laughs> get out of my space. A choice to be annoying. It's, it's so, so customer service. Ridiculous. You just summarize what it is to work with human beings. Oh. You've made a choice to be annoying. And the thing is, it's like you're old, like at Food for Less, it's like an old man. I'm like, I know you're an alcoholic and you're shaking and you need your oh, beer and I get you. But stand on the blue line six feet behind me. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you guys, like, this is, I mean, thank you guys so much for being my ride or dies in this. This has made me so much more sane than I would have been if without this. And you guys have kept this afloat. I'm re- so, 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 so grateful. So thank you, stupid, stupid bitches, for riding on this with me. Wait, what did yeah, you just hold up? Food. What did you just hold I up? I got my food stamps. I'm about to I apply for food, food stamps, bitch. Hold that close to the camera. To, I'm about to, too. I <laughs> she applied for that when we were on a zoom call the other day and i was like you're dumb and now i'm like oh now i need to apply for food stamps. i know i just spent two hundred dollars trader joe's i'm like i ain't got that money no. so i'm about to get some i'm about to get some food stamps too yeah, yeah. whatever we got to do we're gonna drop checks now thank you guys so much for listening if you want to help us out here at service from hell leave us five star review on itunes and please tell your friends to listen i don't know what's been happening but the organic growth of this podcast i am so 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 grateful you guys are telling your friends and like i can't even tell you how much that means these numbers have been crazy and i'm so so grateful so please keep telling people if you know anybody that worked in customer service or will or did or whatever they may be able to relate and it will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry and if you have stories of your own we'd love to hear them we will eventually get back to the format i know a lot of you have asked me hey what happened to the previous episodes i have other episodes banked where we did the normal format where we asked everybody the standard questions thank you guys for asking those will be released but because of the time in history that we are in and because of how weird it has been we're just going to keep with these corona episodes and because these bitches are keeping me sane and i have to keep doing this format because if i don't i'm gonna go crazy so thank you guys for asking but yes we will get back to the original format that we had that isn't changing that's why these are listed as bonus episodes so if you do email us and you do have stories which some of you had about your experiences with customer service at service from hell podcast at gmail.com we will eventually be reading those on air and uh, episodes it's just we in it y'all it's weird right
right now. So, weird. so yeah. So Punky and Lee, thank you guys so much. And remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So right? don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you, ladies. Again, you guys are amazing. We're going to get through this. Guys, keep breathing. If you have panic attacks, just breathe through them. We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. That's going to be it this week, y'all. Bye. Bye. Punky. Bye. <laughs> That's Bye. it. Good night, y'all. Okay, it's so funny you. <laughs> Bitch, it's so funny your roommate don't like your stupid ass. <laughs> She doesn't. Wait, she's what, so what done what with happened? me. Like, I what can't happened? even tell you. Because she's so used to me being gone. Fucking, uh, for her waking hours, I'm out the house. Like, because before the comedy store, I would go work out for two hours. I'd go write with people or do my thing. I'd come home. I'd shower. I would leave. I mean, she saw me. I was a ship in the night. Like, mm -hmm. she never saw me. Well, now I'm posted. And she's, <laughs> like, she, <laughs> she and her boyfriend are, like, and he lives alone. So I'm a little bit like, will you fucking go to his place? I was trying to talk to her all the time because i'd wake up and i'd be like a human i'm gonna talk to this human <laughs> and so she never used to work with her headphones on and i'm not kidding you like her headphones are on if she's at her computer her headphones are Wait, on i was just gonna i just imagine this girl with headphones on and the plug just dragging behind her <laughs> like not plugged into anything <laughs> Walking room Just to room. room. <laughs> like not into no. like not Bluetooth Kate. headphones, but like the old school kind. How you how you know her, Kate? So we lived together in this artist flop house. I traveled the world for a year and I came back and I had nowhere to live and I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. And so a friend of mine was like, Go to this artist flop house, like you'll be able to handle it. It's gonna be great. And so I lived there for rent rent free, but she lived there too, because she's an author and she was coming to Los Angeles from New York and she needed a place to live too. So she and I lived together for like two months. It was like a flash in the pan. And then she moved out. And then her boyfriend that she moved in with broke up with her. So she texted me out of nowhere and she was like, hey, are you still looking to move? Do you want to live together? And I was like, I can't afford to live alone anymore. So like, yeah, let's do it. And it was fine for a while. <laughs> Until the COVID-19. <laughs> Until the COVID-19. <laughs> now it's, uh, it's not great. And I woke up to the fucking sawing and hammering, which I thought she was doing. And then it turned out to be, turned out, turned out to be her neighbor. Oh, I would have lost it. And then I called, I started texting one of the management company reps plus my landlords. And I was like, this has become a health hazard to me because you're not allowing me to feel safe in a place where I need to. To, and I'm supposed to be legally ordered to stay at home. Good job, you. So I was like, this is a legal issue for you now. If you don't fix this fucking problem, I'm going to sue you. Good for you. You said that? Yeah. Good for you, Lee. He showed up here. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his car. He was here within two hours yelling at the guy upstairs to stop it. But then that guy came downstairs and he... Like, cause I, cause the, then he went up and yelled at him and then he came downstairs and started coming up to my door. And then I opened my door cause I saw him coming and I was like, are you Bruce? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? about this because it's unlivable and then he started talking and then the dude that was doing his own fucking hardwoods upstairs came down and started he was like hey i'm your neighbor from upstairs i just want you to know that i have asthma and i've been trying to get these people to change this disgusting carpet oh my for God. four years and i'm paying for it out of my pocket because i'm not gonna die from this disease because i have asthma and shitty fucking carpet good for fucking him and i was like yeah and then the two of us <laughs> fucking <laughs> powered down on I was, like, I was like what's your name he's like jay i'm like jay sorry it took this long to meet you but look this motherfucker needs to fuck you know and then like we went after this fucking dude 
Oh my God. I wish I had it on camera. It was the best. Ain't no sense in, honestly, ain't no sense in stressing what we can't change. But exactly. that's easier said than done. The Russian store, our soup Why place? Why are you still talking in the mic, stupid? I don't fucking know. Because I'm still recording. Because I'm catching all this shit. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Because this is gold shit. Um, yeah, I catch all the good shit at this time when y'all don't think I'm recording anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need toilet paper yet because I because I stole that fucking massive roll from the comedy <laughs> store. <laughs> Can you take that out too? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving. That should staying in. Shout out to Henry. You're my favorite Henry. Stay safe. Get healthy. I love you. <laughs>